one. Welcome back to the Corelight Podcast. Oh, didn't you drop something? Uh, welcome back to the Corelight Podcast. My name is Oscar Guy, and this is episode 113 with me, like always, is Cesar Ortega. What up, what up? And then we finally have a guest in the building. Uh, I don't count Caesar's cousin. He was just there. I forced him to be he here. Did, was here. He, like, he was up here with me working on some stuff, and then I was like, come to the podcast. It's like, April, I don't want to get you guys canceled. And I had like the most non-controversial... Opinions. I'm ready for it, but uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, let me let me let me hold up. Damn, bro, you didn't even have it ready, dog. I do. It's okay. Noe. How do you pronounce your last name? Jurado. Jurado. Yeah. Noe Jurado, aka Chico Cream. Chico Cream. Thank you for the. Thanks for coming thank in. You, thank you. Thank you. Feel blessed to be here. He wrote me a nice little thing. I told him to write me. Uh, he's a visual artist and designer who creates work. Inspired by inter- intersectionality of his identity. Did I say that right? Yeah. You probably had, should have had that, me read it, but yeah. I, I do, I hold, I'm horrible. It's all good, man. Uh, <laughs> whether it's music, interest, fashion, ethnicity, his experience, and overall perception of life. That's some deep shit. What does that mean, bro? Um, well, the intersectionality part is just like the combination of like different things in my life. Whether it's like my culture, things that I'm interested in. Obviously, like music, pop culture, fashion. Um, a lot of my work revolves around sneakers because, like, sneakers have been a big thing since, like, early high school, late middle school. Um, even when I was little, like, I got my first pair of Air Forces in, like, fourth grade. I begged my mom for those. But um, Ooh, Were they fake? Nah, nah. Bro, I had my first Air, my first air Forces... I got them right here on the... Uh, flea market? Yeah, the flea market right here. The one I stalled you? The one over here by Casablanca? By Casablanca. Oh, okay. No, I ne- my mom never let me go to the one on New York Street. Really? True. <laughs> she always said it was like more ghetto. I'm like, but we're over here. <laughs> <laughs> Casablanca, what's the difference? Um, that one looked nicer though. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? Me, 23. All right, so you're... Do you turn 23 or you turn 24? I actually turn 24 next week. Oh, oh shit. happy birthday! Happy oh, birthday, dog! Shit! Happy uh, birthday! So you're two years younger than me. You're. I'm about to be 28. And I'll get four years older. Four 25. years older. So you, I mean, you were probably got out of high school. When what year did you graduate? 2016. Oh yeah, I was 2013 when I graduated. Yeah, and I was 2014. So yeah. Um, I know you high school. You, you're, uh, you were like two years younger than me. I met you in track. Eventually dated my sister. But that that's that's old news. Um. And I feel like I, we always stayed in contact through social medias and stuff like that. You you end up going to Western? Yeah, I did. I actually I went to school in Colorado first my freshman year. I needed to get as far away from home as possible. Um, then being far away from home as possible got complicated. A lot of traveling issues. And I transferred to Western. Mm-hmm. The trenches of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> McCall? I, I think that's when McCall? I... McCall? That's when I first heard about you and everything because you ended up graduating and being valedictorian oh no no no, or no or did, so I, like I, know, I know you gave yeah, you gave a speech you know, and everything and i was like i, oh, I, I, I peeped that speech i'm like yeah i'm like let me listen to this and everything and i was like oh that's it because everybody that i knew was sharing it like congratulating you and everything i was like oh like i just don't happen to know this guy i'm like but let me check this out I'm like that's just dope as hell i love seeing people from aurora succeeding and doing shit like that so yeah that was a really dope experience yeah it was um the centennial honors college um scholar um, obviously, like, it was a really big award. I was, like, super hype about it, and then they were, like, um, 
they like called like well that's the award that I got but then they were asking like people like from the honors college to submit entries for a speech and like I submitted mine and I was just kind of like whatever man like maybe they won't pick mine yeah whatever. like I always I, I never seen myself as a very professional person so it was kind of like I right, cool but then they told me like you are gonna give the speech like nah <laughs> <laughs> you know, hold on dog. <laughs> you see the JK bro <laughs> Dude, that's how I felt. And I was like, yo, like, y'all dead ass right now? <laughs> like, how, I mean, how many people was it in front of and everything? Nah, bro, that's the funny part. Like, um, this was like peak pandemic, bro. Like, oh, that's 2020, right, that's like, they, I was over here, like, prepping my speech for months, bro. Like, early January, I was like, bro, I got to start prepping this. Like, I was writing it. And then they said, like, pandemic happened. They're like. No graduation is happening. That's right. Like, that's right. Dang, bro. But you still got to give it in front of where um, it would have been, right? Yeah. No. Okay. So what happened was when I gave the speech, like it was recorded and it was like yeah. in this auditorium, and I gave this speech and like, and everybody was kind of like, "Bro, you got your speech memorized down to the T." I'm like, "Nah, bro. I was staring at a screen the whole time." <laughs> that's what I felt like. And, yeah. and now that I think about it, I, I completely forgot it was uh, the pen, like the pandemic was like on the, the yeah, horizon. full effect. Um, are you glad, or are you not? Are you like, were you kind of disappointed that you didn't say it in front of people? Because I know a lot of people like have a fear of speaking in front of a crowd, like even. Even me recording this podcast or, you know, being in a job where, like, I have to talk to people all the time. Like, if there's a group of people, like, I, I will lock up. So, how, like, how did you feel, like, not presenting your speech in front of, like, your peers? I think that's something that I definitely felt, like, fixed emotions, like, mixed emotions for, like, just because my homie says it all the time. He's like, bro, when you start talking, you just talk too much. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, bro, you right. And um, that was me too, dog. <laughs> I was just like, like, my bad, the bro. Hell I'm like, um, but then sometimes, like, I, I worked as a, I worked in the restaurant industry for years, like since high school, and even then, that's how I paid through college. I worked at IHOP, Denny's, Uncle Julio's, and I've just constantly been talking to tables all day, trying to obviously get my money out of them. So, like, I think I would have been cool to do it in front of people. But, like, that's a big stage, so it's also kind of like, you don't know until you're right there. Mm-hmm. Especially at, like, it wasn't, like, especially with, like, a graduation ceremony. That'd be, like, an insane amount of people, yeah. people's parents. Um, especially, like, with the climate at the time, obviously, like, 2020 was an extremely, like, intense year when it came to the racial climate. Yeah. So when I, like, gave my speech, there was portions in there that I was speaking Spanish in. So, like, who knows how that would have happened. Who knows, like, if I said something, that, then I start to hear whispers, then I get thrown off. Never know what that would have been like. There was literally, like, only four people in that room. But everybody though, everybody was like, bro, you were looking around like there was people in there. I was like, bro, I wanted to feel important. <laughs> you, know? like, you gotta sell it, man. That's, yeah. how, that's how I felt watching the video. I'm like, damn, who, I wonder how many people were there. Like, No, nah, there was, like, four people in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I need all of y'all to sit in a different section so I can look at you. <laughs> yeah, I just looked around, and I was like, let me make sure I look like there's people in here. Yeah, so, you're, like that, you're like that Kanye video where it was like, like some people said, what would you do? If you didn't win this award, I guess we'll, we'll never know. know. <laughs> nah, that's that's what I felt like, man. It was just it was a dope experience, though. But I didn't think I'd end up there. There's definitely that caught me off. Yeah, it's always like I always like those like stories, like a storylines where like you felt like you didn't want to get it, but you got it anyway, and like that's still a proud moment, you know. Especially like 
people coming like like to your side, like people coming from Aurora. The fact that you're an educated, you end up getting your masters too, right? Yeah. So that's fucking amazing too. Like this you dude got a masters, masters gang over here, though. I, I've like some sort of bachelor's degree, <laughs> <laughs> but like the fact that like I think there's like a, I think I read some crazy like it's like seven or six percent of all Latinos. Or just like Latinx, like yeah. people have their masters, and like I think it's like a three percent have their, like. And you said like you you feel like you're not the most professional person, you know that you probably know, but like out of just academia, you two are the most educated people that I know. Just like I'm bugs. Yeah, that's the that's the thing is I I like I agree because there's times where like even now I'm like damn like should I even be here like should I like even if I if I do something where I'm like damn this. This was really well. Like this, this, this turned out really good. Uh, Cause I work at the library. I'm like, damn, like this shit was dope as hell. And I'm like, did I do that? Like, was I was I the right person to choose and everything? Or they'll be like, hey, dude, you're ready for this. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know. I, I still think like I'm a young ass kid, uh, like scared as hell that I'm gonna fuck stuff up. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's very interesting because I should have graduated in 2012, but my dumbass failed sixth grade. <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's alright. That's not laugh. Hey, bro. And you got your master's. <laughs> <laughs> I made up for it. I, I had to go. You had to stay an extra couple. <laughs> uh, bro, I suck at math, dog. That's why I was. I was a comms major, so like giving speeches and everything was what I did. And okay, yeah. So like speaking in front of people has always been something that I've. I always get nervous, but I'm just like just write it out and like use those nerves to like push yourself forward and like just be energized by the. Uh, like by the crowd and everything, and I think even for your speech when you said like you spoke Spanish in it, I think you would have heard people being like, "Oh shit!" or like clapping the fact that like you're so many of those people would have been like, "We can understand him" because that's a huge thing. Um, but yeah, I I I feel that same way where I still get nervous and everything. Uh, but uh, I I feel like in 2012, I, I, there's only a few people I know like from the class. Uh, that I should have graduated in, that like I think went to college and everything, and are doing well for themselves, and a few others that before them that I know. But I feel like 2013 and later, like all those kids were going to college, yeah. and like I I kept seeing East High posting about like yo like these kids got like this much money in in scholarships and everything. I'm like holy fuck. Uh, I know the year before me that I should have graduated in, we had the Gerhardt twins, and one of them and one of them ended up getting a 36 on his. ACT. That, that shit was wild. That bro. shit was wild. <laughs> that, I mean, you probably weren't in high school, but that was like the first time I thought there was like a white kid in East. That yeah. ass. I was like, you, you was, dude, yeah, they even were... then when when I was in high school, there was like four. Yeah. Now they're they're there. Yeah. <laughs> they're a little cold. <laughs> they're no longer the silent minority. <laughs> um, and even then, bro, like I have, I still have cousins who are going to Western right now, and like, like the fact that like, like I think I was one of the first ones to go to college, and now there's like. You know, my sister ended up going. Yeah. You know, my cousins are all there. I think I still have one more that has to graduate. My little brother's in Wabonzi. Like, like, like you said, like after like 2013, I feel like there's a more push for kids to get higher education. Even then, like I've always said, it like it's no fault. Like if you chose to go a different path. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everyone no. has their own path of life. Um, did you end up graduating like in the arts? Um, yeah. Uh, I my undergrad was graphic design and marketing. Um, well, to be honest, at first it was just graphic design. I picked up marketing my senior year after I started to panic. And I was like, bro, what am I going to do with this? Like, I was so involved in school, like, extremely involved to the point where I don't, I didn't, like, really focus on my craft. Like, I did projects here and there, and I, like, took lead on, like, 
a lot of the marketing and branding stuff when it came to the organizations that I was involved in, but never to the point where it was like, bro, there's people out here that didn't go to college and like their portfolios are insane. Like I'm over here looking at, and that's one thing that I've always compared myself to other people. And you brought up a good point when you were talking about the speech that people would have clapped. I've always been a very pessimistic person yeah. that always prepares for the worst. So, like, I brought up people booing. You brought up people clapping. And I was like, dang, you got a point. There's people that are first-generation stu- yep. like students. Their parents are probably like, you know? Yeah. And that's the same thing, like, when it came to, like, the arts. Like, I always compared myself to people that didn't, like, that were just solely focused on that. And I'm like, dang, bro, what if I, like, strictly focused on art? Where would I be now? But then it's also kind of like, bro, I need to stop thinking about that. But, yeah, I did go to... um my undergrad is graphic design and marketing, but I, after, like I said, I started to panic towards the end, I didn't develop enough, and that's why I pursued my master's in business. Would you say you had a core life crisis? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that, that's, why, that's why I also started this podcast, is like, I feel like us as uh, millennials and, and Gen Zers, we've done so much and grow so much really quickly Yeah. that like, I would have never known the reason why you picked up marketing is because you panicked and, and you felt like you were behind your arts. But in reality, like, I, I actually have beef with you because I was going to show Caesar <laughs> your, fucking, your fucking Instagram and I'm like, this motherfucker is like, we're deleting them. I also understand as an artist, you're, you're your worst critique. Yeah. You're, you're your own, you're on your own, like, you're your you're villain, but you're also your hero. Like, you... You're gonna criticize your work, but then when you, when you show it to your, to like the world, like you're like you, like you said, like you feel like you're gonna get booze. Caesar feels like he's gonna get clapped, and it's like the whole like uh, cup full. What is it like the, the yeah, half cup, like half full, half empty, half yeah. empty, half full, and like that's a that's a, a way people live at. I think I've always seen it both ways. Like I've I've always had like times where like I, I'm at the peak, and I'm at the lowest, and right now I'm at the peak. Yeah. Like, right, I mean, I don't even say I'm the peak. I'm just, like, living life right now. Like, I don't think... You feel good. I'm in, I'm in a good spot. Yeah. I'm in a good spot. And I, and that's always a good... Uh, you strive to be... And I guess everyone's different. You either strive to be neutral. No no one ever wants to be in the bottom. No. no but, like, you always trying to feel that, that top. And you always trying to bounce up and down from there. But... Um, fuck what I was going to say. Culture, culture, sneakers. What, uh, you're a, cur- a curator of sneakers. A curator of, would you say you you have a collection of sneakers? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been, like, I think I first started to get, well, I mean, I've always been into sneakers, but my mom couldn't afford them growing up. Like I said, I had to beg for that pair of Air Forces, and I treated them like my life until I outgrew them. And then I didn't, I remember in, like, middle school, I got this pair of shoes from Mexico. It was a pair of white shoes, and they had a skull on the side and a chain hanging down the side. And uh, I thought they were hard as hell. I was like, yeah, this fire. <laughs> but I wore them to school. Ah, nah. <laughs> what are those? I swear, man. I was like, nah. I, I never wore them again. Nah. Nah, man. After that, that's when I like realized how, like, important sneakers were like around like at least around the people I was like around and then like at that point in time I was like this little dorky kid I've always been super skinny and 
this little dorky kid with polos down and past my elbows, like, <laughs> little, like, at the time, like, not a lot of people had glasses, so people were still, like, clowning me, like, calling me a nerd and stuff, and at that point in time, I just wanted to be the cool kid so bad, and sneakers were just that reason that's, like, sneakers make you cool, and then eventually, like, once I got to, like, eighth grade, freshman year, like, I, like, started to get my own money for real. And I started working at Denny's, and I got 15. And I started stacking my checks to buy myself my first pair of, like, Jordans. Got myself a pair of Bugs Bunny 8s. And my mom was like, nah, get them big, because you're going to grow into them. And I, my, my foot ain't grow since. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a size 10 since. What's that you get And then on top of that, bro... I got like at the time I was wearing slimmer jeans and I'm already skinny, bro. So yeah. it looked like I got these turkey stompers going out the hallway. Like. <laughs> and then, I don't know. If, and then like a second pair of sneakers I got was a, like taxi twelves, and I remember I camped out for those that year. And when I finally got to the front, they were like, "Oh, we got like." I was like, "I need a 10. They're like, "We got an 11. And I was like, oh, like "Not again!" I was like, "I was like, I, was like, I take them." <laughs> And, bro, at that point in time, like, I don't know if y'all remember Curious Cat. Like, yeah. that anonymous thing. Yeah. Like, bro, there was people on there talking all this smack about me, like, wearing shoes that were three times, three no. sizes too big. They're like, no, I walk around thinking he hot <laughs> shit with shoes that are three sizes too big. I was like, nah. Man, that shit hurt my ego, man. Bro, you know, it, it hurt my soul when you cut your hair. Oh, yeah, to be honest, I that was the year I lost my grandma to cancer. Oh, word. Did yeah. I hear that? So, yeah. no, it's all good, man. Like, I, uh, eventually, like, it all, like, like, I had to go through, like, a big, my grandma was, like, my, like, my person, you know? Yeah. So, like, that hurt, and I, to be honest, like, when I lost her, I found out at an event, like, I was working an event at, on campus, and, like, I didn't tell anybody when I found out. I just got belligerently trashed that night. Like, just trashed. Justified? What's up? Justified? Yeah, and everybody was confused as to why I'm over here down in the bottle in the middle of the room, like, just with the Bugana bottle. Like, yeah. yeah. And the next day I told my, I was like, told everybody, I was like, hey, y'all, I'm going home. My grandma passed away last night. You know, she she had cancer. Um, I, I, I was very well aware that she was not going to, like, make it pass. Like, she was already in hospice. Like, it was just a matter of time, you know? But yeah, after that, that summer, I like chopped it, and... Dude, this dude looked like a lie, bro. This dude really like beautiful hair. Wow. I mean, again, I didn't know you uh, yeah. prior to... So. Like, I was like almost down, almost down to my lower yeah. back. I was like, I'm trying to get right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a process, man. And then um, like six months later, I went fully bald. I remember that. Like, yeah. I went fully bald. I was like working on like an animation for like eight hours, and it was like four. In, it was like four in the morning, and the assignment was due like at eight in, at eight in the morning, and my computer crashed. No. Oh. And save nothing. I was like, I went to the bathroom, and that's why I, I was living off campus. And my homie, like, I was in the bathroom, and my homie starts knocking on the door. He's like, "How long you gonna be in there?" I come out the bathroom, and he's just like, "What the." fuck just happened come out bald like razor bald and everybody's just kind of like what the hell just happened next morning i told my professor i was like hey um 
can I talk to you? She was like, if you're going to ask for an extension, you can have it. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to know. I was like, thank you. Bro, <laughs> you had a Britney moment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I had, I had something similar. Uh, my uh, sophomore year of college, I was in ROTC, and I needed to get a haircut. And no one back then was a barber. Eventually, we got barbers in our, in our fraternity. But back then we didn't have. Become barber. Isaac was a barber. Isaac, Isaac's a barber right now. He fucked Hector up. That one time. He was learning, bro. He was learning at the house. Free clip. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. I, I would not say no for a free haircut. Free clips at your own risk, though. Stu- stupid line. Though. Stupid. I'm, I'm gonna put that on the Twitter. But um. Gave you the boozy fade. <laughs> but uh, so no one had clippers. And Caesar like, yo, bro, this is my. I'm pretty sure it was your pew fucking. Yeah. Like, dude, like the. Into the bro, like, bro, just, just, just fucking cut me up, bro. bro. I was bald, bro. I was like, <laughs> but I needed a haircut. Now you know. Nobody, like, nobody had clippers or anything. I'm just like, did I have this little thing that? It was that, 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 that that's terrible one cutting pew. And you're like, hey, did you just do it? I'm like. Oh, he asked me multiple times, like, bro, do you really want to yeah. Like, you can wake up early in the morning, we can go get a haircut. I, 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 I was like, I will like, drive you, we will do whatever we have to do. He's like, hey, bro, just do it. I'm like, hey, bro, Walmart wasn't open or nothing. <laughs> bro, it was. It was, bro. None of us, none of us had money at the time. Bro, I'm the little man. <laughs> bro, no guard to you. <laughs> Yeah, like, what's thing you saw? All right, hold on, hold on. Hold on, But I, I told, I understand that that oh, <laughs> the panic. God. I wonder, I wonder what kind of reaction that is to like eliminate hair. Like, like women do that a lot. Like, yeah. If if a if a woman goes for like a a breakup or a tragic event, they end up chopping their hair. Yeah, me too. <laughs> nah. I think, uh, to be honest, I think it's just, like, hair is a very spiritual thing, and I'm about yeah. to get all, like, woke and shit, but, like, it's, like, the Native American, like, indigenous cultures, yeah. bro, like, um, like, they, the way they looked at it is, like, the hair is, like, very sacred, it's, like, what it, like, keeps them close to, like, spirits, like, loved ones, and the only times they would cut their hair is if they, they lost a loved them. one or a new beginning, just, that's how, that's how important their hair was. And I think it's the same concept to this day, like, us as men, like, they're like, this is just, like, based on, like, stereotypes and not at all, like, true at all, but, like, us as men, we're often very, um, closed up, and, like, often you would think that a man with longer hair is a lot more in touch with his feminine side, more in touch with their emotions, more in touch with that, and I think that's just tied to the concept of hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why like cutting your hair just feels so relieving because you're like getting rid of all this weight physically like if especially yeah. if you have long hair like it feels like boom you know because I actually tried to grow my hair out pretty recently and like um, like I would, just before we started talking I was talking about like my meds and stuff like I don't know like, I wasn't in the right state of mind to try to grow my hair out but I was like four like four months into growing my hair out and I was like, yeah, bro, I just look like a bum. Like, <laughs> you, you're, you're in the ugly phase. Yeah. And then, dude, the so ugly bad. phase is the worst. It's so bad, It's the worst because so. I, so I ended up growing my hair. Oh, I never had hair super long. Uh, I always had those, like, fucking, like, weird little comb-overs <laughs> things that I would do. Um, and then the pandemic happened, and I was working at the library, working from home. That's peak time. And I was like, bro, like, 
I don't gotta do shit. I, I let all my facial hair grow because before I would never let my facial hair grow. And I'm like, bro, I can grow fucking more sense. <laughs> and then all the ugly face that I had with my hair was during the pandemic. Yeah, it's peak time. Yeah, so when I went back to, to work, it was a bit longer. The sides were a bit longer. That's always the worst is the sides because your hair here will, will go back or whatever, but these just go, and yeah. it sucks. It's the worst. Um, and I was like, I've been having it long since, yeah, since 2020. Dude, my wife was about to beat his Dude, ass. His wife was so I like he, his. Yeah, he ended up growing his hair, right? And he was he was one of my groomsmen, and he was like, "Hey, bro, I gotta talk to you." I'm like, "What's no, up?" I'm not cutting my hair. I'm not cutting no, my well, hair. That, it was like he was like, "I'm not cutting my hair." I'm like, "Fair." No, 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 no. Danielle was Danielle was like, "Fair, right? Whatever." But then he was like, "Yo, I got to another thing." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Bro, I I, I promised the kids because he's a he's a teen librarian." Yeah. He's like, "Bro, I promised the kids if they read all their books, I get to dye my hair whatever they want." And like whatever they want, He's like yeah, bro, hot pink, neon yeah, green, like whatever. No, no, no. I, I told that to my wife. She was like, no, <laughs> hold on, no. This man was like, you might have to cut your hair for the wedding. I'm like, I'm not cutting my hair. They're like, come on, man. I'm like, no. I'm like, listen, I'm doing this thing for the library where the kids read so many books. Fuck like, the kids, bro. I'm over here like it's for the kids. You know what? You right. It's my fucking wedding. But uh, I like it was the the thing was like if they read so much or they they signed up for whatever it was, uh, they would get to vote on what I colored my you hair. Can, you couldn't have told them like, hey, but it gotta be after my boy's wedding. So so this was this was this was when him t- with him telling me like, hey, but you might have to cut your hair. I'm like, if I cut my hair now for your wedding, I'll dye this shit right now. He's like, keep the long hair. I'm like, good. And then dying afterwards, right? Yeah. I'm like. Do whatever the fuck you want. The kid, dumbass kids didn't even fucking do it. So <laughs> like, man, don't worry about it. <laughs> people, oh, people now like still, kids for real. People, people now still come into the library and they're like, Caesar, you, you didn't color your hair. I'm like, blame the, <laughs> blame the fucking kids, dog. <laughs> they, they ain't read. They don't want to read. Um, let's go back to, uh, we're getting woke. Uh, you were in a, uh, a Hispanic fraternity. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it was, all right, all right. So the like, multicultural, a, multicultural, multicultural fraternity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and it's a very unique one, especially coming from us, because we, we're an all male fraternity. You guys were a co-ed. Yeah. Because we, we have oh, we have we have know. a chapter in NIU. I just forgot your letters. I'm sorry. Alpha Psi Lambda National so, Incorporated. Um, I've shout out shout out to Ashley. She she was our she was our 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 direct contact to that to that chapter in NIU. Okay. One. Um. Oh, Ashley. Mm-hmm. She's cool. Yeah, she's super cool. Um, how was your are you uh? Let me ask you this because I always I always like to get people's perspective, especially that they're very in the in, in the Hispanic culture. What's your opinion on the Latin X? Like specifically the term Latin X, the title, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, to be honest, I understand why. Yeah. You know, like I understand like it's meant to be an inclusive term. I think that the thing with the word is just like only used in higher academia. Like if you look into studies, like bro, like. If I try to use that shit around my theos, they're going to be like, what the fuck is Latinx? Yeah. Like, the fuck is that? And then, like, on top of that, like, in a way, it's kind of like trying to change a whole language, trying to erase a whole, like, culture, you know, trying to erase, like, a whole, like, uh, you know, like, I'm, I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like people have gone their whole lives, you know, and it's just kind of like, it's the same concept of, like, people not wanting to change. And, like, 
people being conservative and stuff like that. But you also can't blame these people for not knowing these terms because it's kind of like you can't blame them for what's not, like, what's normal to them. Mm -hmm. So, like, using a term that's, like, Latinx is kind of like, that's not a real word. Yeah. You know? But I also understand why it's being used, you know? Like, there's people who, like, now, like, people are starting to understand what non-binary is, um, all of these other things. So, like, me personally, I don't, I'm, I'm not bothered at all. I, I'm, I support it. But I think it's just going to take a lot of work to, to, to get a lot of these people to really support it. Because I think it's like, what, like 3% that of people that are like identify as like Hispanic, Latino, Latinx that actually know what the word is. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's just higher academia that's <clears throat> aware of it. Yeah, and I, I know they've been using, I, I don't know if it would be pronounced Latine or la, Latin. Or yeah, the Latine. No, yeah. just the, this, the E. The it's like, just the like, E. Oh, I didn't know that one. Which is a lot yeah. more accepted for some reason yes. by people because they're like, that actually feels like a word. Like, sure, you don't want to be called like Latino or Latina, but, like, but Latina is, is fine because to them it still sounds like a word. It's not like Latin X. Yes. Like, how do, you, how do you pronounce the X in that word? And I'm like, okay, like then that might be the, the kind of like non-binary yeah. uh, way to go. I know that people that study like linguistics and stuff, <clears throat> I think that's the term, that, that they look at it as like, bro, like that's not a real word. Like it's just kind of like you're trying to like add something to something that like that does that's not the way that's not how like languages work and yeah. to be honest, I don't know how languages work you know like they're people, made, you put new words in a dictionary uh, they're, yeah they're all made up like yeah. well, you can make up a new word and be like hey society accepts this cool that Latina or Latinx is now the term for nine binary uh, people of Latin descent or anything it's, it's it's that simple but it's I like again I think the big thing is is getting older people or people who maybe just don't to understand uh, where it's coming from yeah. to accept it. But I, think, I don't know if Latina came first or Latinx came first, but like I, I do know that Latina is just like a lot more like accepted. Yeah. I, I took a, a Latin American history course like two like semester back to back, and it was just like it was one of the most coolest professors. He was like super like radical and like he was like he was like marching. He was like he, was, like, he, was, he did it all there, right? But I remember um, this girl one day she was like. Like like you know, professor, why you know, profe? Why don't you? Uh, why do you keep saying Latina or Latino? Like I, I identify as a Latinx. And the professor had like one of the most. I, I to this day is one of the most brilliant answers. He's like, I would if you feel comfortable, I'll call you Latinx or I'll call you Latina, right? But he felt that like he felt so strong about that word that he hated it because he felt like it was a whitewash, like you said, erasing a culture. And the whole the whole Latino Latina is like. Um, masculinity com- compared to feminism, but that's because Spanish is very gendered language yeah. as a whole. Like so, la casa, yeah. el carro, like these are inanimate objects that have masculine, yeah. feminine traits. And a lot of Romance languages have that. Uh, Italian has that too. French has that. So it's like there is just a lot of languages that have gendered, uh, like it's a gendered language, um, and I can see that too because it's like there's there's been a lot of people also being like, cool, uh, we we accept this term. Um, and then you see a lot of white people being like, oh, but it needs to be more inclusive. It's like, this isn't your language to, to try to get more inclusive. And I remember he was like, he's like, because he was, uh, like, he's like his great-grandmother or whatever, like, he, she was indigenous. Like, I think she was like Mayan or something like that. And he was like, if she doesn't know Spanish. Right. And so, like, even Spanish itself is a... A white language. It's a white language to her. Right. And now... 
my 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 language is Spanish, but you're trying to whitewash the yeah. whitewash language. Right. He's like like every time a minority gets something, it has to be d- diluted more. That makes sense. You know, and like I I always thought about that, and then eventually I saw Latinx pop up more on Twitter, and I kept thinking about it, and I'm on I'm on where you're at. Like I support it, but I'm not with it personally for my language. Yeah, I get it. I think like. I don't identify as Latinx, you know, I identify as Latino, um, just because, like, that's just what I identify, if somebody, like you said, like the professor, like, if you want to identify as Latinx, I will, like, acknowledge you as Latinx, but, like, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you, it's like, the word was created by white academia to try to put a label on us despite that there's already putting all these other labels on us. That's why it's bad enough that already people struggle to identify, like, fill out paperwork on the census. Fill out your race. The fuck? What am I? Like, yeah. you know, like, I'm, I was having a conversation with my tia, and she was just like, I forgot what we were talking about, and in what context, but it was just more so of, like, what race are you? And she was just like, Mexican. I was like, that's not a race. That's a nationality. And then it's just, you get into this whole conversation of, like, nationality, race, ethnicity, and it just makes things so complicated. And it's, like, Latinos, Latinas, Latinx, Latinas, like, it's already bad enough people don't know how to describe yourself. Now you're just like, okay, well, we're whatever the white man says we are. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I, like, I have mixed feelings towards the word. But, like, I support it. Like, I support, like, people trying to, like, preach the message. I support, like, the meaning behind it and why people are doing it. It's just more so of, like, why do we have to do this every time? We also, just in general, because, like, we are, like, Spanish-speaking, like, Latin Americans and everything. And that's always very confusing for people because they're like, so you're Spanish. I'm like, I speak Spanish and everything. And I like the Spanish countries are Spanish-speaking countries versus us being, like, Latinos and everything. It's, like, we're coming from Latin America and, like, Latin countries. So it's, like, there is Latinos that don't speak Spanish because, like, you have all of, like, Brazil that speaks Portuguese and everything. So people are, like, so there's, like, Latin-speaking countries or, like, Latin countries that are not Spanish-speaking. And I'm just, like, that's very fucking confusing. So it's, like, it's I, very, very confusing. I've been, I've been, I, do I love TikTok. You learn so much on TikTok. I, I found out that Brazilians hate being called Hispanics because they're technically... That's what it was. Yeah. Hispanics because they're not Spanish-speaking. Yeah. They're not Spanish-speaking. Yep. Hispanics technically culture from Spain yep. while the Portuguese got Brazil. So they're, yeah. they're, they're, they identify more as uh, a, Portu- a Portuguese language. Yeah. Ends up being a, a, a romantic or a, a Latin language overall. Um, I want to go back to your to your artwork and your inspirations when it, when it comes to music and culture. Um, what kind of music do you listen to? To be honest, it's a little conf- like a long over the place. I think more so like mostly most of the time definitely hip hop. Um, it's just to be honest, that's just like growing up. I don't. I, I never really felt like I could talk a lot with my family or something. Like you know, I mm-hmm. think I was always bouncing around between my tia's houses and um, like both my parents worked. Eventually, my dad like moved out my mom was always working so I think I always felt very separated from my family so like when it came down to music I usually like followed whatever like everybody else like in school was listening to and it, a lot of it was just kind of like hip-hop at the time like when I was in even when I was in high school bro like when people listen to like 
Banda and stuff like that. They were the cheds. You were roasted, bro. <laughs> they were roasted. Yeah. That's why now all of a sudden everybody's into it. And I'm all for it, bro. Like, you know, power, like, it's all good. Like, it's for the culture, you know? Mm. Like, everybody's, in, like, proud of their, like, where they come from. But most of the time, I, like, most of the music I listen to is hip-hop. You know, like, that's why, like, when it comes to, like, fashion, like, I like sneakers. I like streetwear. I like, I like jackets. Like, I'm not into, like... I try. I have a pair of botas. I don't really rock with them like that. I just got them because you know for the culture. You feel me? But um, when it comes to like fashion, I don't really get down with like treated like what you see like people that bailes wearing. Like it's just not part of my identity. I think it's dope, but it's just not me. Like I get jiggy with like a cinto pitiao, but I rock it with my jo- my like my retro the si- size twelve. <laughs> Hey, bro, they, my, all my shit size 10. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we got our money, we can pay for a size. Yeah. You made some crazy... I remember you, you made your first jacket and you put it on Instagram. I'm like, God damn, this kid is fucking good. Was it the... Oh, La, La Virgen? The Virgen bro, one? fire. Yeah, bro. That's probably my favorite one, definitely. You gave it away? I, it was actually... A, it was done for my homie. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. He was like, hey, bro, you trying to do something on this jacket? I was like, I got an idea in mind. Let me do it. He's like, go crazy. He still has it? Yeah. Oh, he's okay. like, bro, he's like, he's like, bro, I'm, I'm scared to wash it. I'm like, take it to the dry cleaners or yeah. something. He's like, nah, bro, I just don't rock it like that. Put <laughs> <laughs> <Bro>, it off. <laughs> <laughs> I just wear it during the cold and uh, so I don't yeah. sweat. Like, <laughs> he, he made music and he put it in a music video. Like, his name is Ace. He like real dope with the music. Shout out to Izzy Ace. Shout out Izzy Ace. But, um. He wore it in a music video, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that jacket was super dope, and it's crazy, because um, when I finally decided to finish it, I definitely, like, pulled an all-nighter to finish it. And I was just like, bro, I got to finish this shit tonight, because fuck this shit, this shit. Yeah, yeah. I-, I love that piece, to be honest. It's, like, the color, the, like, history, but, like, like love, bro, it's, like, as a Mexican, bro, like, La Virgencita, that's everywhere. Like, yeah. you know, you either got it tatted on you, you got a chain. Yeah, you your got, mom got at least five murals in the crib. Like, I have yeah. a little card of her in my uh, in my car. Yeah, bro, bro, like, yeah, like, you ain't going nowhere without this. I'm like, it's everywhere, man. Yeah. It's just kind of like, even if people say they're not religious, bro, you gonna see that stuff everywhere, and it's just such a big thing in our culture. And I was like, bro, I gotta put it on. And then I put it on a jacket because I like jackets. He likes jackets. He's in. He's, like, into the same stuff that I like. He's big into music. He's not really too much in tune with, like, his Mexican roots. He, like, he knows, like, he tries to, you know, and the same thing with me. Like, there's a couple songs I get jiggy with. Um, I like going to violets and stuff, but it's not something that I'm like, oh, I gotta go to all the violets. But that's just, like, I try to combine a little bit of everything because I try to, like, make it what, like, like me, you know? Like, what, what? Would you uh, consider, like, more like a Chicano? Like a Chicano, like, like vibe going on? Yeah, I would say that. I wouldn't even say I'm all that much Chicano either, cause like if you oh, when you think Chicano, I think Cali, mm-hmm. like L.A. Bro, like I mean, I did like do a couple pieces on the Dicky shirt, and it was all cool, you know. But I think uh, when I think Chicano, I think real L.A. vibe, real like Chucks with a Dickies fit, and I got a homie that just moved out to. He's from Cali. He moved. Went, I met him at Western. He just moved back to Cali. 
he's like more he I look at him and I'm like, yeah, you real Chicano, bro. Like just I look at him the way he speaks, the way he stands, bro. Like he got this little posture, like he stands like a little soldier, but his feet all his heels together. <laughs> <laughs> so the homie, like, the little yeah. homie stands. Yeah, he, he got a homie stand. That's all I love though. Like this my boy. But, like, I look at him, and he real, like, yeah, I look at him. When I first met him, I was like, this motherfucker, like, <laughs> this guy, like, looked like he wanted to be from Cali so bad. And then later I met him, like, I started talking to him, it turns out he's actually from Cali and shit. I was like, oh, no, that all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, my other favorite piece was uh, when you dissected the, the Jordan 1. No, I actually, I, wait, which one? You had the one where, like, it's kind of, like, is like breaking apart. Oh, that's the three. Oh, it's a three. It's a cement three. That's yeah. how you know I'm not fucking with it, bro. I, I don't. I don't know my one two with threes. Nah, you don't even all, know what shoes you're talking about. Bro. It's all good. Yeah, that, I like that one too, bro. That one actually like was just like a piece that I was fucking around with, and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just kept working on it. And the more I worked on it, I was like, fuck, this shit is hard. And I liked it a lot. To be honest, I thought you were gonna talk about this piece that I made, and like, I actually cut up a pair of shoes. Hmm. And it was a pair of SBs. And this was before Dunks were hot, bro. Yeah, this nobody was, used them. Nobody was rocking with Dunks, bro. And this was my freshman year of college. I was still in Colorado. And everybody out there was just real outdoorsy. Like, all their art was inspired by, like, the mountains or, like, some shit like that. And I was like, bro, fuck y'all. <laughs> y'all, all, y'all all got the same shit, bro. I'm about to make this piece cut up a pair of shoes. Y'all not fucking with me. And I, like, started, like, I, th- I brought this pair of dunks. It was the De La Soul SBs. And, um, I'm, Those just, are nice. I'm just over here, like, there. I, I barely ever wore them because they're, like, green, yellow, like, yeah. all types of colors. Most of the shoes green, though. And I'm just like, I bet. So I grabbed an X-Acto blade, just start cutting into this shit. And I'm like, fuck it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I made a mask. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still got it, you know? I made a mask, and I was like, and this dude was trying to buy it off me. He's like, I'll give you $70 for it. And I was like, fuck, I might just sell this shit. You know? <laughs> I'm like, double, double <laughs> that. And I was like, I might just sell this shit, bro. And I was like, nah, I can't even do it, man. And then, like, I look at it, and I'm like, yeah, that shit's hard, you know? Like, I got an A on the project because it was for a class assignment, you know? But, uh... Now I'm looking at now every day I look at that mask. I looked up at the I looked up the value of the shoes and it's like eight hundred dollars. I'm like no. Maybe I can put it back. Maybe I can put it back. Put it back. Put it back. Yeah, bro. I look at that shit. And I'm like, fuck, man. And uh, shit, I'm just kind of like, fucking, man. It is what it is. Have I'm you this have you like piece. tried like to like. I, and I don't like I have homies that are artists but like they've done their very differently have you tried to like do like a gallery where like people can like bid for your stuff nah I've done exhibitions never a gallery like to, mm-hmm. to actually sell that's something that I actually want to get into but I've done an ex- I've done two exhibitions um cause the fact that those shoes alone are $800 and let's say the fact that you made a mask and someone just said that that's fucking hard imagine what people would be like yo like those are the Delo Soul like SB's mask, like like I need that shit. Yeah, I think like that just goes back to like how I feel about like myself. I'm real pessimistic, and this is like a lot of the personal work that I've been doing like the past like month, just really trying to reflect and like really like analyze where like what I want to do with myself and just 
a lot like analyze like a lot of my insecurities and stuff but i want to get into the whole art scene again and i want to get into a gallery and i actually like i have this exhibition that i want to pull off and like the overall theme of it is like balloons and um the first exhibition i ever did was called culture you know and i spelled it with a k because you know like chico cream like both of the like spelled with k's and it was just culture, and it was based on, like, how... And I did a series of interviews with a few people, and I was just like, the point of this is just to see how people from different backgrounds and different environments, whether they're from, like, the burbs, from, like, this, the inner city, um, the north side of the city, or the south side of the city, and um, just how like their culture their environment how like all of these different factors play a role in their development and who they are and how they how they show like show their culture you know and after that after the interview we would plan a photo shoot and this is when i was into photography and we would just take photos of like what their inspiration is what like how they want to show that like showcase themselves and it was just all these different people and there was just all these people from different backgrounds, sh but some of them come from like the same areas. Mm. And it's just kind of like, it's crazy how powerful anything can influence, like how powerful like music is, how powerful your neighborhood is to really just make you become a whole different person. And that was just the point of that one. The second exhibition I did was called Flores de la Vida. And it was just like an immersive, exhibition that was like a lot of it was just revolving around flowers and like the different colors and uh, there was some ceramic work like and it was just like that was just that one um but this one i want to do about balloons just because uh -huh. like like i said like mental health has been something that i've really been analyzing for myself um people like do all these things for different reasons like i, I made a lot of my decisions growing up on like what are people going to say? Are people going to accept me? Are people not going to accept me? And even in high school, I was really trying to be this popular kid that's just everybody was cool with because I just wanted to feel accepted, you know? And now that I'm like 23, almost 24, I'm going through all these things that I'm no longer in school. I no longer have to bust my ass off work two jobs to pay for school. Um... I don't. I no longer have to look forward to a degree. Now I'm kind of like, fuck. What am I doing with my life? Now I actually have to focus on what goes on in my head. And for years, I never actually like thought about what goes in my head. And now I'm like, fuck. Like now I'm always in my head, and it's scary, you know? Yeah, it, it like, is. It's it insane, is. cause it's kind of like, whoa. This is the stuff that I've been dodging my whole life. Fuck. But, like, now I'm just kind of, like, okay. And people tell me, like, bro, like, you've done all this stuff. Like, you, like, got all these awards. Like, you got all these accolades from college, university. You gave a speech. Like, be proud of yourself. And I'm like, yeah, bro. I did all that. But where am I at in life now? And that's what's kind of, like, bums me out. But then I'm like, bro, forget it past is the past what are you going to do about it now moving forward and that's when i'm like all right cool i want to get back into the art scene bro i love art you know as much as like 
I went into business for financial security, you know, but like at the end of the day, I still love art. And if I'm going to do art on the side, I'm cool with that, even if I don't go into a creative career. And that's the whole point of the balloons thing. Like often we get so caught up in our heads, so caught up in our lives, so caught up in what people are going to say, what our family's going to say. One of the biggest things was like, I was like, bro, what's my family going to say? Like when I first started to like, my first tattoo was on my finger. And it's yeah, And it's just kind of like, my whole family was always kind of like tattoos are like very like bad. You got it yeah. like you're like, you know, what do I do? Get it on my hand. And it's just like at first I was kind of like, nah, fuck you. Yeah, I don't care what they say. But I did care. I was scared shitless. I was like, yo, your mom gonna beat your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every day you're like, hey, mom, what's going on? Covering it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And, and then like I got a second one on my forearm, and eventually I got my stomach done. And it's still kind of like. Are still frowned upon extremely, but you know what? Like I'm at the point where I'm like, bro, I don't want to live my life in fear. Like whether what's my family gonna say about what career I go to, what's what are people gonna say about me because of what my interests are. We're like, I don't like none of that. We get so caught up in all this stuff that we forget to do things. We forget to go after stuff. So I want to like come up with this like exhibition like revolving around balloons and obviously other interests that like motivate me. And just call it Don't Forget to Fly. Wow. That's some fucking bars. I, I, Thank you. I fuck with it. <laughs> and I think other people will. Bars, bro. And I honestly, like, you're saying, like, dude, I'm pessimistic and everything. Like, I, if I was you, or maybe it's just, because in my mind, I'm like, dude, if I had these fucking skills, and I, I'm sure that was something that you, you, you practiced, you practiced, and you curated throughout your whole life and everything. You honed those skills. But it's like if I had those skills and I had done that growing up, I I think I'd just be like, fuck it, this is my art. Like, even if I even if the thoughts were like, nah, bro, it ain't good. I'm like, that's what fuck, I'm saying. Get the fuck bro. out of here, bro. Like, just it's, people are gonna love your art no matter what. Like, it's just I I don't have the fucking art skills. I have fucking binders right there full of people's art because I go to conventions and I'm like, I fucks with it. Let me get it. That's I fucks love. with it. Let me get it. Like I I tell people all the time, like, dude, I can't fucking draw for shit. But I love art so much that I'm going to do what I can and I'm going to do what, what as a customer can and pay people what they're worth. That's love. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the point. That's, that's what I want to get into, man. Like, I'm all, I've always made art that was like, what are people going to like? What's the people going to like say, yeah, I need that print on my wall or I need that jacket. I need that shirt. That's how I made all my art for the most of yeah. my life, man. I don't want that. I want to make art that I like. Yeah. Art, I just want to make cool shit and people be like, yeah, that shit's cool, man. I'm going to buy that shit. That's how I want to feel. That's how you should. But I've never felt like that, man. And that's, what I, and that's why I'm going through all this stuff. I go to therapy and I'm very open about it now. Sometimes I still cry when I'm in my own head and I'm like, fuck, man. But I'm just kind of like, it's cool, man. It's a process. Trust the process. You're getting there. As long as you're working for it, you'll get there. And that's why I really want to do this exhibition. Because I feel like this exhibition is what's going to like really free me. Like, take all this weight off my shoulders and be like, yup, it's time for you to fly. And that's why I want to name it that. That's why I want to do an immersive exhibition. Like, you walk in immediately, like, shit, like, you got balloons coming off the ceiling, like, coming down the ceiling. Maybe you got some, like, on the ground. Some are popped, some are not. Like, all your dreams aren't going to come true, but you trying. Some are popped, some are not. I want to have, like, a table. You want to buy a print. I want to have t-shirts, like, oh, yeah, you want a tea? Let me buy a tea, you know? Like, cool. That's what I want to do, man. And there's, like, bro, there's this artist. His name is Luis de Guzman. 
and he's he's from the city, and he just had an exhibition, and he just had it was a collab, it was an exhibition, but it was a collab for like a sneaker, and this is what I want to do one day, and Joe Fresh Good does New Balance collabs mm-hmm. all the time, like, but like this guy, like he had like the exhibition was like a flower shop, and I didn't even go to it, I just saw it on the gram, but. It's like a flower shop, and he did it because his mom wanted to open up a flower shop, so he wanted to do this inspired by the flower shop. And he did these New Balances. I actually bought a pair, like on the Foot Locker release. But um, it's a New Balance shoe, and it's inspired by flowers, and like the, the like special box that people like were getting for like people that he knew directly, like or like other famous people. You know how they always get the like the real nice stuff. Yeah. Like even the box I got is dope. But he got all this art, and it was just like the box looked like a bucket. And when you open it, like, he got, like, flower petals in there. You get the shoes out. That's just hard, bro. That yeah. shit is hard It's a lot fuck. to think about. Like, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, package, the detail. package design is insane. And I'm just like, fuck, man. I want to do shit like that. And then, I, and then I go back. I'm like, stop comparing yourself to people, man. Just do what you want. You're going to get there eventually. And that's the type of person I want to be. I want to be able to make art and then, like, I'm known worldwide for it. Or I get all these companies like, yo, I need you to collab on this because your work is hard. And and that's really what I want to do with my life. It's not easy. And it's, like, obviously, like, a high goal to reach, you know? Like, to get there, come on, bro. Like, how likely is that? But it's also kind of like you won't know till you try for real. The fact that you said it's, like, a high goal but we go back to your academic success and the fact that like you're part of like the three percent and like you're still aiming for something that you think is high and i'm just like like see yourself like i i can never th- i yeah. even th- like i i consider myself a creative just as podcast but like you're, you're like your whole your whole view in life is so amazing to me just because like you're you're younger than me, but like you're so like in tune with your spirit, or, or you're not spiritual, like in your in your mind that like you you know that this is what I want, and I'm gonna figure out my my, my terms, not anybody else's terms, but my yeah. terms. Like even if even if I respect your artwork and and eventually I'm gonna get there, like I, I'm gonna be there, and I'm probably gonna you know better or or, or some people are gonna. A kid's gonna go in and get my sneaker and be like, "Yo, this is fucking hard." And look at the detail. Look at it. And eventually, I, I really hope you get there, just because like I love success stories. Yeah, I really do. And I truly, I I think you're saying like I can't compare myself to people. I don't think there's anything wrong with comparing yourself to other people, as long as it's, I mean, again, if you're not hating and everything, because like that's only gonna consume you, right? Because that that comes from a place of like, I don't, I, I'm hating because I wish I was in that place. Not nah, like. At that point, like, compare yourself and be like, oh, like, I want to get there, right? And I think that's what you are doing. You're like, I want to get there. And it's not like a, fuck, like, I wish that was me. You can change that mindset to, like, I'll be there one day, right? My time will come. And, like, just got to show love and everything. And, because, again, I think if once you start thinking, and I'm not saying that you do, but, like, once you start thinking of, like, fuck, like, that guy doesn't deserve it because I can do something more raw, like, then you just start doubting yourself. Uh, But I think the way you're doing it, dude, is, is dope as fuck. Honestly, it's it's one of those things where um, Aurora has a really good art scene now. So I hope you can get into it. Um, and they're doing some really cool stuff. 
Uh, you may, dude, you might even fucking like. They have a bunch of murals in downtown Aurora. Just I want you to paint that tall building, dude. <laughs> that, that, get something on the, the, the Leland Tower, bro. I want, I want something, something dope there, bro. On there. I want the Chico Cream fucking want, logo right I there. I want the balloons on the Leland Tower. I want so, that shit to fly. So, so <laughs> when you're driving <laughs> around, dude, on some up shit, bro. When, when you're driving around, you see that shit. You see that on the windows of that shit would be dope as fuck. Because anytime I see those driving around. I do. I, I see it. And again, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, dude, like it's fine to aim higher. Like that that's what you should do. I and Oscar knows. I've been wanting to be a fucking librarian for fucking since middle school. And people might be like, the fucking librarian, like that's weird. Even to this day, I, I'm sure there's things I can do to be better and everything. But I'm still aiming higher. I still want to be the director of the library in here in Aurora, because this is the community that I grew up in and that I want to serve and make the libraries better and everything. So it's like, dude, like. Keep aiming higher. Keep staying hungry. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I get to that point, but uh, it's yeah, dude, you're you're doing good. And then you got your masters at at twenty three, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. So because yeah, I finished, you, I finished in late July. Okay. So I got mine at and just turned twenty five. or was about to turn twenty five. So it's like yeah, like we did, we got ours close to very similar ages and everything. So it's like and now I'm gonna be twenty eight because I've been at the library for some time but it's like again if I was you I would I would not worry about like how am I going to get back to the scene because you will and I can't wait to see there's a lot of really dope artists here um, in Aurora that I think you could do some dope collab with uh, a lot of people do streetwear too um, yeah like you'll, you'll find your, your 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 footing and everything I didn't again even like the we are like dude I'm like too pessimistic like at some point you just gotta be like fuck it like because yeah. there's no if you stay pessimistic, uh, like they, the worry becomes of like, well, I don't want to do that because I don't think I can. Like, it's fear, man. What's the, what's the worst that's gonna happen? I think your uh, your little angel on your shoulder is that black dude from the Everest College commercials. Like, what are you doing? You yeah, seeing the cop real. not doing shit? <laughs> Get your ass up. Apply to Everest College. Yeah. But that, that's your guy, bro. But in, in in art term, like like you're you're like you're you're finding you're you're reigniting that shit, bro. And I, I've been a fan since like. Since I've known you as a as a fucking high school, like you're like we were in track together, and like I'm like this dude's fucking fly, <laughs> like like even then, bro, like you're like you're like, it, I, I, I've changed as a person. Yeah, I everybody has. I have as well. So like even back then, like to for me, like I always saw like people younger than like, God, oh, fucking fucking bitches. <laughs> but like even now, I'm like oh, that dude's cool as hell. Especially yeah. like your hair, like oh, man, I wish I could grow my hair like that. I never I never did, and eventually I never did, but. Um, like I, I've, I've always followed your career, even if you felt like you never had a career. See, that's the thing, man. Like everybody always tells me that, and I'm always like real, like bro. Like, even then, I always talk about my professionalism. The other day, like, like my friend was telling me, she's like, she's like, she's like, why do you think you're not professional at all? Like, you know. And the other day, I was at work, and this guy's like, you're so well spoken, and I'm like, bro, I'm over here thinking, I'm like, I can't, like, I think I don't think I speak. I'm, I don't think I'm well spoken. Like, I have, I I suck at reading so bad. Like, I'm so bad at reading. It was the worst like score I got in ACT. Yeah. It's always been like, you know, I've never been good with words. But for some reason, people think I am, and I don't think so. And I think that just ties back to like a lot of like the insecurities that I have about myself. Like, I don't think I'm good enough for a lot of things. And everybody thinks I'm like, bro, you're like, you're like the best person I know. And I'm just like, I don't feel that way. It's just a lot, like, fear, like, yeah. doubt, like, just apply. Bro, like, 
and this is like all of this stuff that goes through my head, like the whole exhibition that I want to pull off. Like all of this stuff has only been stuff that I started thinking about like tops three weeks ago or like within the last two, three weeks. Just because like I've been on this, like I've been locking myself in my own head. I've been like shutting everybody out. I deleted my like a lot of my posts like on on the gram because I've been trying to find what what it is that I want, what it is that I want like truly do with my art. Where do I want to go? And that's why I'm saying like I, I I find myself like sitting in a room crying because I'm just like bro I can't figure it out, and it like sucks because like I want to like vent about it and I want to talk to somebody or like my sister is like in the other room I know she could hear me crying, you know, but I'm just like. Nah, man, like, you, you gotta do this on your own. Like, this is your journey. Like, nobody can help you. Nobody can save you. And that's when I'm just kind of, like, sparking all these ideas. I've been applying to, like, jobs because I feel like right now I work at Nike. You know, nothing is wrong with, like, working at, like, retail. Like, yeah, all hustles are good hustles. But I busted my ass off for two degrees. Like, I did my master's, they were telling me it was going to be a two-year program because I didn't have a business undergrad. But I was like, fuck that, I'm doing it in one year. Oh, I was taking two, I was taking six courses per semester while still working my, my assistantship, like, at the university, we're working two different sets of roles, and I'm busting my ass off, man. So for me to, to be working, making minimum wage was real, like, upsetting to me and then on top of that I was spending my bread all reckless because my therapist says I was just buying all this stuff to compensate for the fact that I did that I wasn't happy there and, uh, me right there, dog. <laughs> you, you, you buying titty manga, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 talk about after this. I'm gonna show you. This, this is another room. This shit was fucking wild. We were recording, bro, and I'm like, is that fucking right, titty? <laughs> this um, oh, but, no. <laughs> I, I, I truly like. I again and again. This just comes from someone like when I got my my bachelor's and I did like I was like, dude, fuck it. Like I'm gonna do something with comms or I I need to get into my grad school program. Uh, and I, it should have been like that next semester came out like coming up. My dumbass forgot to fucking apply because I was so worried about like applying and graduating and everything. I was working at a fucking chiropractor, so it's like it's one of those things where it's like right now you're like okay, like I'm not where I want to be, but you'll get there. And once you're there, you'll be like, this is what I studied for. This is what I what I. What I was doing and everything, and like you said, like yeah, like every hustle's a good hustle. So you're working your ass off. Uh, I can't believe you did your masters in, in one year because that's fucking wild. Because I was like, I want my I want to get my masters done so quickly. I think eighteen months is gonna be like the best that I can do because I think one year would have been a bit too tough. I had one semester that I had like a fucking forty page paper due, and I was like, this fucking sucks. I'm like, I'm gonna <laughs> extend it one more semester. So I finished it in twenty months instead of the normal two years. But uh, now, dude, congrats! Like that shit is. Is dope as hell. And again, like you said, like all these people telling you, like, hey, you're this, you're that, and everything. Uh, and you are. And I'm telling you right now, it's. I understand why you're. Like, well, how you can feel pessimistic or down on yourself and everything. Closing yourself off is, is a way to, to go about it. But also, you shouldn't, because at the end of the day, it's like, you're like, this is my journey. But all these other people are a part of your journey, too, right? What are you going to say when. When, when you get to the top and you're like, yeah, I did it myself. And people are like, well, we were there for you, but... When we tried to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I don't take that away from people. You yeah. Know? I know that there's people that, 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 that... There's people that have reached out and they're like, bro, we got you. You know, like just last week, I was like cooling it. Like, I was with my boy. He was telling me like, bro, like I'll spend all this game, like give me all this advice. 
And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, to be honest, he's the one that told me, like, bro, you gotta, sometimes you just gotta, like, really think, dig into your own head. And I was like, you know, like, that, that really put it into my perspective, you know, like, we surround each other with all this noise. We surround each other with people that make us feel good. Like, obviously, your people is like, they're gonna make you feel yeah. good. That's perfectly cool. But, like, nobody knows you better than you. So, like, if you don't exactly know what it is that you're doing, like, you're just going to end up using all these other people to try to fill a void. Yeah. And um, I, I learned that the hard way, um, like, the last two, three, like, the last month. And I'm just like, fuck, man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been, like, going through all this stuff. Like, bro, like, if you had, a, if we were to have this conversation two weeks ago, I probably would have been in this motherfucker mad or bawling my eyes out one or the other. Like... But like I'm, I'm getting so comfortable with talking about my emotions now, talking about like what it is that goes on in my head now, that I'm kind of like feeling way better. Like I was telling you, I lost all this weight because like of all this water that I drink. But to be honest, I don't feel sick. Everybody's yeah. kind of like, bro, you lost all that weight in that short amount of time. That's not good. And I'm like, bro, I feel better than I've ever felt before. Yeah. Like I feel like I don't drink coffee anymore. I like I used to need two cups of coffee to function and not anymore like bro I'm over here feeling like the man now like I'm over here like walking down the street like that was like that scene in Spider-Man when he got the black suit on you dancing yeah bro like that's how I feel man like obviously there's I still got my moments you know I'd be mm-hmm. lying if I said that I saw Peachy but for I, the most part like I mean, this is, I, I guess this will segue into the story that, that Oscar wanted me to tell about my job and everything, because uh, it really lit a fire in my gut again because of how pissed I was. Yo, this dude was but, viral on, on library bro, Twitter, bro. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know if library Twitter it, was it, it, It's lit, bro. It's lit. <laughs> but I, it, it, when, it, when it comes to being pessimistic and, and feeling down about yourself and everything, like, I get it, right? Because I still do it too, but it's one of those things where it's like, you should believe people when they tell you this. Because, and, and you should feel good about yourself too, because there's always going to be people who will still look down on you, right? So the people, For sure. And, and it sucks because it's like, again, like I was, again, me and you both have our masters, right? I, I work at the library trying to help so many people, help my com- community, uh, help shape uh, young minds to, to let them know like, hey, like all this stuff that they're telling you in school about, oh, you have to go to college, you have to do this or whatever, like, these are other options. You can go get a trade, you can do this, you can do that. Like, opening up the options to them so that they don't feel like, well, I have to do this if I want to succeed in life. I tell them all these other things that, like, schools might not do with and stuff like that. And the other day, we were having uh, our, our, like, carpeting uh, remodeled and renovated at the library. And so people can't go into get books like normal. And, uh, this lady come in, comes in and she's like, well, I want to get some books and everything. And there's an older white lady and everything. I'm like, all right, well, you can't go over there. Uh, let me know which ones you want and I'll go get it. And she's like, well, I have a list. Here you go. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll be right back. And as I'm walking away, this fucking lady says, thank you for being my little slave boy. And I was just like, what the fuck? I'm going to turn around like, take dude, your list. I, I, I'm telling you, dude, like, I, I should have. I should have been like, you can leave because that was inappropriate. But I knew Good if I turned shit. around, I was gonna be fucking mad. I probably would have fucking bawled because of how angry I was. Like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? Like, like not that I'm like, oh, I'm this person with a master's degree. Like, why the fuck would you say that? But in general, it's like, why would you talk that way to anyone? Right? Like, why would you? 
Like, even if she didn't think about it, like, she probably thought, like, oh, like, like I would have done it myself, but I'm making you do it, so it feels like, like, I'm making you slave away. It's like, dude, you it's just... still fucked up. It's still fucked up. <laughs> you could have ended that conversation with thank you. Not even a thank you, because I, I was doing my job, but, like, just anything else. Thanks for, for being so attentive. Thank you for being open during the renovation. Whatever, dude. Bro, you and couldn't have said nothing at all. You could have said nothing at all. And it fucking, like, it hurt, dude. It fucking, like, for some reason, and I, I was mad at myself for not saying anything. So for the for those few days, I was pessimistic as fuck. I was like, dude, I fucked up and everything. Like, I should have said something. But I was so, so angry with myself that I was like, nah, like, that shit ain't gonna happen again. Like, that shit, like, all the shit that I was, like, I got comfortable at my job. I'm like, I have to stop that. Like, I have to do more. I have to fucking bust my ass and get to where I want to get. Because, again, a weird white lady probably didn't even think about what she was saying. But it's so yeah. rooted in them. She came natural to and her. And she came natural to her, right? Because she's never going to see me as, oh, this person is is here to help and everything, but they also do all this other work. They're just going to be like, do do what I told you and everything. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to doubt myself anymore. I'm not going to do any of that shit. So you shouldn't either, man. You should keep killing it like you are. Uh, what you're doing is dope. I can't wait to see you have your exhibition here in, in Aurora because that shit would be dope as fuck. Yeah, we say it's going to be in Aurora. Uh, Where's it going to be? I don't know. Where are you planning? Whoever let me get a studio exactly. space. Montgomery. <laughs> hey, and you know what? No, because I want to see your shit because first Fridays, if you've ever been to them in downtown Aurora, every first Friday. To be night. honest, bro, that's one thing that I'm like, that I've never gotten involved with the art scene here in Aurora. You should, because there's, there's some good stuff here. There's a studio. I don't even want to name the studio. I'll tell you about it afterwards. It's just this, 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 this white artist and everything. It's his, his studio, whatever, and they'll bring in other artists from, uh, like from around selling his stuff trying to sell his stuff for like a couple hundred bucks or whatever and I'm like this shit looks fucking lame like this shit looks dumb as fuck and there's there's shops in downtown Aurora that are like these little like knickknack shops or whatever one of them I'll fucking say that now I'll go fuck fuck you Wickwood House that's the one next to uh... (laughs) (laughs) this is the one store (laughs) this is the one store I hate in Aurora why? Because if you ever go there, before they move to the bigger location, diagonally from the library in downtown Aurora, this is a fucking store that I swear to God, it's got to be a bunch of neighbor villains running it. Because it's got, like, dumbass shit that says, like, like, bitch, please, I'm from Aurora. I'm like, no one in Aurora is going to fucking buy that. Yo. Like, this shit's dumb as fuck. Like, <laughs> like bitch, I'm from Aurora. <laughs> like, like, bitch, please, I'm from Aurora. Like, just... Dumb shit like that, I'm like, this looks like something that someone from Naperville was all like, oh, we can order a hundred of these for cheap? There you go. All of Aurora's gonna, bro. I, I see somebody wearing that shit, bro. I'll be like, hey, bro, I will pay you to take that shit off. <laughs> bro, I'll fucking, like, give me something that's all like, I grew up in, like, like Latin King territory. Like, like, I'll wear that versus, like, bitch, please, I'm from Aurora. Like, give me a map of Aurora where it's like, this is all the, like, all the gang areas. Like, that's what it is, but... Dude, that's like I I rather see art done by actual like artists, not these fucking people just coming from from uh like neighboring cities or whatever. Cause definitely there's some there's some gentrification happening in downtown Aurora. They they they're trying to trying to make it all white. Really? You you seen that? Have you guys seen that new uh, commercial of Mayor Irving? Fuck no, no fuck dude. Irving, dude. Bro, he's a bitch. Fuck Irving, dude. Fuck you, Irving. Bro. I don't know, shit. I didn't know you had that passion in you. Yeah, dude. Hey, man. Wait, what happened to Irving, dog? We was down here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Fuck you. <laughs> Dude. 
said, you know what? I'm going to say it in there. Fuck it. Oh, my hey, God. Well, they're going to come at us like, we were attacked on the podcast. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Bitch, please, I'm from Aurora. What if I told you they were on my email trying to sponsor us, bro? And you just hey, bro, I would have been like, fuck them, dog. I don't know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll quit this show before I let those sponsors. But yeah, no, man, Richard Irving had a new commercial, and he's like, I supported All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter more, and, like, I supported, like, Tough on Crime and all that shit, like, and I'm gonna fight back for Illinois, and I'm like, bro, what? Yeah, dude, because like, he, now he's running for governor. He's a Republican. And, and he, he has to get all the, the, the Southern Illinois shit, and I was like, you bitch, like, you... Just tell people that and, you do and, coke and fuck hookers and and just the fact that like he he's like like he's like I mean based off his body he's like Aurora born and raised and shit like that. And I'm like bro you you're in this like North Aurora. <laughs> Even North Aurora is not that bad, bro. Like I I know it's pretty it's pretty white, but I, I lived there for like two years. <laughs> uh, we know though. Like you grew up in Montgomery, though. Yeah, I, I live in Oak Park now. I'm good. Oh, I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm still chillin'. pretty white, my guy. <laughs> no, I was actually very diverse. I, I barely see white people there. Maybe they're scared. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not coming outside. But, yeah, I just, I just like, bro, like, you're just, like, like slapped in the face of a roar. Like, it's just, like, the fact that you say, like, all lives matter and then all that shit, I'm just, like, as a black man, are you really going to say that? I don't know. I can't, uh, I, I don't really get into political shit until, until I have to. I do. Fuck Mayor Irvin and fuck with House. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you one more thing before we wrap up. What is the origin of your of, uh, Chico cream? Ah, uh, so um, the cream comes from obviously like Wu Tang. The Wu- uh, cash rules everything around me. Cream, you know, it's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. I think like like I said, growing up, bro, like my mom ain't had money like that. I didn't see my mom because she was always working. Um, after my dad left, my uncles were like, you gotta be the man of the house. So, like, early on, like, money was something that I had to, like, that that was a necessity to us. So, like, when I started working, bro, like, my first job was at Denny's. I lost that job, like, three weeks, maybe, like, not even, not even two months in there because uh they didn't want to give me the day off for my sister's birthday so i was like fuck y'all i'm not going <laughs> uh, you like that sometimes <laughs> then i worked at levi's then i worked at a car wash and like then i became all about the tips after i seen all that cash coming in tips i was like i need to find like this was this what i like started working as a server at ihop and everybody always laughs when i'm like oh i served at ihop you know I'm like, hey man that's how i paid through school you feel me like if i can like, the money was good. Like, like I started, bro, I was, like, working doubles on the weekends because I was really, like, liking the money. I was buying all these shoes every weekend. And I just, like, cash just, like, m- became, like, a big thing in my life. Like, you had to have it. Um, and at that time, like, I was still trying to, like, be cool, be the cool guy. So I was just buying all this stuff, like, um, for prom, I fucking bought a Burberry watch. Like, just because of, like, all the money that I, like, I, I seen coming in and all this, like, all this, all, all these other side hustles that I was doing. So, that's where the cream comes from. Um, the Chico just comes from, like, bro, I've always been this real skinny little guy. Um, like, when I was little, like, real skinny, real dorky, like, you think, like, Chiquito, like, Chico, yeah. like, 
You know, like I've always been real skinny, but I went into high school weighing 97 pounds. Like, real skinny dude. And like, to be honest, I feel like at that point in time, I was always like seen as like this very fragile person, very like, I feel like people doubt, like really like underestimated me. And even to this date, like, I feel like people like, sometimes people might look at me and they're just like, bro, it's like, it's just a little skinny dude. And like, like even telling you, like I lost like all this weight, everybody's like, you don't even got that weight to lose. And it's just like Chico, like small, like, so, you know, and I just, to be honest, Chico cream just rolled nice off the tongue, you know? And then I just used K's because I remember my freshman year. Well, this is actually like going back to like a high school, like my Twitter name when I was in high school, I was like conceited. And I used the K for it because the one with the C was taken. Damn. <laughs> and, uh, fuck, fuck that guy from, fuck uh, that guy. from uh, what's it called? The uh, the McCann Show. Wild and Out. Oh, yeah. Wild and Out. That's that motherfucker. That's it. I was like, fuck, the one with the C is taken. I used the K. No, but then, like, that's, like, how I went to my freshman year. Like, I had done, um, like, I was still trying to carry that name into, like, my portfolio my freshman year and it was like conceded projects and uh my art my design professor was like yeah that's cool and all but that shit's done in the 90s like this guy was mad like cool he would cuss in class like that's the one thing i like about like art and like art professors these motherfuckers do not care yeah and he was just like yeah but that shit was done in the 90s it's not like cool anymore and like that's just like real old and i'm like fuck you i'm gonna do some shit with a kid <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I just kept that once I, like, finally, like, stuck with Chico Cream. And, yeah. And then eventually I changed it to Chico Crema. Because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm Mexican. Change that shit to Crema. You put Crema on your fucking sopas and shit. Like, mm. But, yeah. That's how I came up with it. That's dope as fuck, dude. Like I said, I I can't wait to see your stuff. Wherever it is. Thank I'll, you, I'll, man. I'll go. Like, I'm going to definitely, like, make it happen now that I just put that into the world. Good. <laughs> Good. You definitely did. <laughs> if you need, if you need some people to talk to, to try to get into the aurora scene, I know a lot of artists Blessings. doing everything. So Blessings. I'd love to see, like I said, one of the murals. Uh, if you see the Alebrije mural, uh, what is it on Kalina in New York, yeah. towards downtown. Yeah. Uh, I seen it. My my coworker and a bunch of her homies did that and everything. So so again, uh, we'll get you in that in that art scene and everything and. We'll see you grow, and then one day I, I never buy sneakers. I'm not about that. But when you get your when you drop your pair, I'll buy some. Oh, bless you. Sheesh. You know what? I'm gonna remember this, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just send you a pair with the special package. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I'm size I'll, eleven, baby. I'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, you know, really still like fuck it. <laughs> but like I said, dude, I, I pay the artists what they're worth. You, I'm like, here you go, man. you be like, it's free. I'm like, hell, no. there you go. Thank you, thank you. No, I appreciate you coming. Appreciate uh, you having me. I, I fucked up. I, he he like hit me up like like weeks ago. Like, hey, we still do podcast. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming. Uh, friends of the show, so you you're always welcome to come back. I actually would love to hear your stories as a waiter, because I know waiters got fucking stories. Oh yeah, I got a few. And we can we can we can talk about those later. <laughs> yeah, part, that's part two later. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate you coming. You want to plug anything in? What what at the end? Uh, not uh, pretty much like just I'm on my own journey right now. Like, just stay tuned for my like. Once I start to like put out my work, like I guess like the next big project that guy is gonna be this exhibition. So Hell yeah. just keep an eye out for it. Um, just remember, like, don't forget to fly, man. Woo! Woo! Like Let's get that. It. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Peace. Bye.